Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, who do we have on the show today? You know, Bob, we have different types of people all the time. Yeah. And I love that we have such a diverse group. Today, as we're going to add a diversity because we have an aspiring action hero who's coming out, who's my friend, Cody Bobet. And Cody, I met him years ago through, I think, an event or something. We just stayed in contact all this time. But he has been writing books and especially helping the conversation of masculinity go forward in the body of Christ. He's written some books, and that SoulCon is one of them. He's done SoulCon events. And then recently, he transitioned into full-time acting, and he's been doing just a bang-up job, just doing great. But I love his process because he's very vulnerable. He's very well-spoken. He's very articulate, but he's he's very real. He's authentic. So I think God is going to raise up people like Cody. I think we'll look back at the show and go, man, look how far Cody's coming in three years from now, five years from now, as far as being in that role that then he could speak to that group of people, which is men around the body of Christ. And some of you who are watching and listening, like you have something, a dream in your heart, and you need to hear from like somebody who's currently in the middle of achieving a level of that dream. That's just awesome. I just love it. So up next is Cody Bobe. My Translating God book, which is going to teach you how to hear God's voice in real ways that you can use today because it's hearing God's voice for yourself and the world around you is on sale right now with its workbook, which is gonna take you through lessons to really bring it home. And if you get this right now, we're gonna give you the masterclass, which is, I mean, I love my masterclasses. We've spent a lot of time and energy making these. It's gonna be absolutely free if you get the book in the workbook from bowlsministries.com. So if you wanna go deeper in hearing God's voice, order this today. Welcome back. We're here with Cody Bobet. Sean, how awesome is this interview gonna be? Well, Cody, I mean, we've known each other for a little bit, and I just love watching your life, your trajectory, and you've inspired so many people, especially men, like the masculine soul is like dead in our country right now, except for people like you who rise up and say, hey, it can be different. You can be a true man. I I just love that about you. But you're also an actor, and I've watched that journey as well with your short film and now your full-time acting gig. I just think this is so awesome. But welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you on today. Thank you, brother. Appreciate both of you. And Sean, grateful for our friendship. So yeah, I'm just that. well, I'm so grateful for just who you've been for all these years, just watching you be steady and faithful. And there's people who are in the entertainment industry who I think would really respond well to someone like you because you're so non-abrasive, but you're so you. intense in the right way. And I love that about you. Take us on the journey. Cause like, you know, there's a lot of people who are watching or listening and they're in their career, they're trying to pursue a God dream. They're going after life with like a God intention to it. And when they listen to our stories that we, we play in the show, they a lot of times I know you, you listeners, viewers, you're like, I see myself in a story. That's me. That's what I want. That's that's how I want to hear from God. So take us on the story there because it, it hasn't always been easy, but God's been leading you this whole time. So talk to us. Yeah, thank you so much. And I, I really just want to pour courage into everybody's soul that when God calls you to something, um, you have that experience of, uh, I love Stephen Furtick says you're about 60% sure every time you feel God leading you into something, you've got to take, <laughs> got to take that risk, right? So it's like, man, I'm, I'm 60% sure this is the Holy Spirit calling me and you take that step and, and he's going to bridge that gap and you're going to experience that journey. And 
My favorite thing about following Jesus is when your heart is after him, he's not going to punish you for taking risks Mm -hmm. for what you believe is him. And I've learned that because people can look at me, maybe social media, my acting and say, man, he's had it easy. And my wife of 17 and a half years, who's amazing, will tell them immediately that, uh, no, no, I've actually, I feel like I'm living Rocky one constantly, Mm -hmm. that the motivational montage of getting your butt kicked and getting back up. Mm-hmm. Um, when God gives you a dream, and I want everybody to hear this, when God gives you a dream, Satan is aware of your language that you start communicating about that dream, and he'll put opposition to blind you from the truth of that dream becoming a reality. Yeah. He'll he'll take insecurities from your past, different things. And and man, when when I had the dream to write books, all I heard from loving people. Now this is really important. It's loving people that care about you that can speak death into your life. They're trying to speak safety. And the safest place you can be is in the risk of following what God has asked wow. you or called you to do. And, and that has taken me and my wife so long to figure out because the, the greatest hurt I have are from the closest friends and the closest family members you'd never think would come after you. But they're not trying to do it out of being hurtful. They're trying to do it to keep you safe. And man, I, I was like, I want to write a book. And everybody's like, well, you don't have a degree and you've never written a book. And um, you know, at that point I was in the military and I was like, yeah, but I feel like God's called me to write a book. Well, now I've written four and I have a graduate degree. <laughs> so wow. what I found was people can take the mantle of what they perceive you as and speak to you, but that's not, we have friends that speak life to us, but when somebody looks at you and assesses your future based on your current resume or your past abilities, they're not speaking the kingdom to you. No, when, when you have kingdom language to say, this is what I feel called to, cool, let's assess it based on your spiritual gifts, your abilities. What is your dream? What are you hearing from God? You got to be awkward as friends, right? Like we got to be in the space of the, the mystical of who Christ is. But people just looked at me and said, no, you can't, you can't write books. But I knew inside my heart, I believe that God has called me to. Now I got my butt kicked along the way. My first blog had 30 hits. I was devastated. Um, it took me a long time to see, but eventually, uh, I became an author and and my book is translated now into four different languages. And at one point hit the international bestsellers list. And God is so faithful. If we, God is always faithful, period. So don't, there's yeah. no if. God is faithful. We have to trust in his faithfulness and not what our world says. Let me just be really honest. There's guys like David Goggins out in this world that say, man, look in the mirror. It's you versus you. I think the mirror is the biggest blinder we have to experiencing our destiny that God has called us to. Because if we wow. think the fight is between ourself, then all we can see is who we are and what we've been through. I write scripture on my mirror. I have scripture up. I, I tell people, like, use that mirror to see through it, not to see your current circumstance. What, what's possible? Where you're at, take assessment. Scales are good. Mirrors are good. All of that. But it, it is not a war between you and yourself. It's a war to say, I believe God has called me to something. I'm going to fight for it. And my life has been yeah. that fight, Sean. Of Well, and it plays into like your first, your short film was like, it's very much battle. And the, in your action star, a lot of that stuff roles are playing as action, which I think yeah. plays off really well in your story. So ground us in the actual story. You were in the military. And yeah. like, how did God apprehend you? And how did he apprehend you for a career like this? Yeah, thank you so much. When, when I left the military, I had six years active duty in the United States Navy. I love the Navy. I was a Naval Air Crewman. Thank you. Thank you. 
I just, I knew God gave me a dream. And Sean, it's what you write about and speak about and have encouraged me so much personally to say, man, when God gives you that dream, you've got to listen and you've got to hang on to it. Yeah. And then he's going to expand your vision. He's going to work on that. And then your actions will be a reflection of what you believe. So it was at that time, I felt God had called me to encourage Christians globally, write to them and communicate. And I remember when I was getting out, guys were like, you you have an above top secret clearance, man. You could stay in. You have a whole career set. You have a successful career. But I knew the safest place I could be was, was following what God had called me to. And it was, I had no career lined up. I was married at the time. A lot of family were like, you're, this is stupid. What are you doing? Mm. And now looking back, you see God shooting buzzer beaters in my life, like last minute. And you see his faithfulness and you see his passion to tell that story. So I got out of the military, went through that process, eventually finished my undergraduate degree, then graduate degree, um, wrote, it took me five and a half years to write my first book, Grit, Tears, Fighting Through All of That, and then became um, a speaker and spoke around the country and two different countries. And eventually the Lord said, hey, I'm calling you and your family to act. And my wife's response with me, we are in Oklahoma, I told her the next morning and we sold our house, had no idea where we were moving and said yes to what God was calling us to. And I had never acted in my life. Honestly, Sean, I thought actors were sissies. Like I I was like, Hey, there's real fighting. And then there's fighting on TV. Um, I'm like, I'm, I know how to really fight, but Oh man, I learned to eat humble pie with that because I learned the language of fighting on film. And just anything that I feel that God has called me to, I I never want to die with this heart of saying, oh, I half did it. If I feel it and me and my wife pray about it and we're, we're, and this is very important for everybody married, like if your wife, man, pray with your wife, take time, don't rush ahead. I failed multiple times with that. Go together. Um, it, I believe if you go together in the spirit as a husband and wife, you won't fail. You'll experience failures. You're not going to fail. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Cody, that, that is beautiful. I, you've mentioned the word safe a couple of times. And, and what from your story so far, you had a bunch of friends and family who were calling you to be safe by not taking a risk. Yep. Uh, but you're talking about the safety of being in the Lord. And, yes. and that's the world saying, be safe by don't take a risk. You're talking about safety by being in the Lord. Yeah. What are the two things that you think uh, as men that we could do that would help uh, you know, our, spiritual, our spiritual growth? Yeah, I, man, just that's, I love that question so much. And just what I feel like the Holy Spirit's put on my mind is the picture of David when he's 50. David, technically, when he was 50, was the safest place that he could be. He's in his palace. He's not at war. He's not fighting. Well, that was the most destructive place that man ever was in his entire life, was not taking the risk of being in the position. And Sean, your book Encounters, I love, like, you've got to be in the position the Lord is calling you to because he's building this underground root system. And I think when, when people really process it to say, oh, that's risky looking, like people told me when I became an actor, gosh, like, what about money for you have two kids? I have, I have a, you know, now a 12 and a half year old and an 11 year old, you have two kids. How are you going to provide for them? And I, I'd be like, Hey guys, um, my job theologically is not to provide for my kids. My job is to follow Jesus and he's going to provide for me and my family. His provision is his. 
stewardship is my responsibility. And I, I'd see this in the masculine soul of this, this, this longing to be safe. And I try to remind men constantly, the best place that you'll be is when you wake up on the battlefield as a man, when you're warring for souls, when, wow. when you're, when you're, when you're looking like work, there's a reason why movies like 300 inspire us to go do awesome things, work out, mm-hmm. eat healthy. Um, because we're, we're created as men, um, for camaraderie, for brotherhood. And, and I saw it when, when I, especially when I stepped into acting people, man, they, they still do. Like I have a really phenomenal acting job. I'm part of right now, this really cool film called Savage. Uh, it's a movie series. We're filming part one now feature length film, but people will be like, man, so what are you going to do next? It's like, ah, well, the same thing I've done my entire life. I got saved when I was 18 and I'm 38. I'm going to trust God for tomorrow because here's the truth. I'm believing for a long, satisfied, great life, but I'm a warrior in his kingdom and I am expendable. So I I don't know, like, I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm going to be faithful today. Man, that's like so intense because I feel like I I think of people who, again, might be watching or listening. I know that they're looking at your life going, I need my five-year plan. I need that security. And you're taking the security blanket out of us and saying, it's all about faith. I don't know, for me, I live in that divine tension. Like I live in, I, we made a lot of decisions. Sometimes Bob will watch us and go, y'all have taken some big jumps, even while I've been friends with you, some big jumps. Yeah, but they, we land them, which is really cool. Like we land that, you know, like by the time we take them, we land them, not because of us and our strength, but because we're living in that place of like, God, we want a God result. We want, we want a result we can bring ourselves to. And I think Amen. Bob's the same way. So when I say that, he's not just watching me, I'm watching him do the same thing. But there is that divine tension. And I think men, you're right, are made for that. Because if we're not in that place of divine, divine uh, you know, tension, then we start to get distracted by the things of the world so easily. It's like so easy to get involved in lust or so easy to get involved with like drinking or whatever it is, you know, like addictive patterns, because you get out of that mode. And the retirement plan of most American Christians is literally to sit in front of a couch and watch golf or football. You know, it's like, it's not a retirement plan. It's like literally a death plan. It's this is what you do until you die. So I love what you're saying, because I do feel like you have to start these patterns now. And I watched two friends pass away in the last couple of years who were both in their 80s. And one had just finished by kind of retiring and getting slow and getting quiet and just kind of disengaging from life. And I love him and I love his legacy. But the other one was till the day he died, he was like level 10. Like he was just going. When you look at it as a young man, you're looking at going that like Bob is 64 years old and Bob's still young. He has a lot of years ahead of him. But I want to be like Bob at 64, you know, like. Yep. Bob is Amen. going for on so many fronts, helping churches plant, helping businesses go forward, helping. There's not one minute of his day that's like passive unless that's he's resting cool. and he's intentional about it. So I just say this because I think you're so inspirational. Tell us about one of the hardest periods of your life. I just want to go down to like, you know, you've, you've written these books now. You're very successful. You even had events around the SoulCon book and just the theme of this. And I, I love watching these on social media and these things that you've done and, and brought up. And then, you know, now acting. Talk about like, when you, I know you had friends who were kind of like, you know, I'm not sure about this in family, and that's super painful. Talk about another period of time that you had to overcome. Yeah, I just want to, man, encourage everybody listening. Uh, your darkest moment as a believer and as a non-believer, but I, I want to speak to the believer soul. Yeah. That darkest moment you're the most ashamed of. Let me share the story. God loves you just as much then as he does right now. Maybe this is your best moment. He He loves you more than you'll ever be able to comprehend. And once you experience that love at your lowest, you're, you've got completely destroyed and you're at the bottom. Maybe it's self-inflicted. 
and you feel, hey, God loves me here, then it changes everything in your life. For me, I'll never forget. This is a very embarrassing story to tell. I want to share it. Um, It was 5.14 a.m. Um, I, I had a, I, I thought everything was, we had this big film deal. Um, I was ready. I'd been training for it for a year. I was about to bring one of the most famous characters in the old Testament to life in a feature length film and everything fell apart, everything. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. And, and here's, what's really important for, I think people to understand, I watched it and I believe it was God's hand causing it all to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And 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 he never told me why. I felt like a faithful sheep walking next to Jesus, and he turned around and snapped my legs. And I'm like, man, there's there's sheep that are lost and running away, and you broke my legs. And I remember the feeling. It took me three months to recover from 5:14 a.m. I'm going to work out. I take my headphones off. I walk out in the parking lot, and I cussed God out. The most I was screaming in the gym parking lot, mm-hmm. and I told him things that should make me feel embarrassed throughout all eternity. Like if you really have power, just kill me. I think you don't have power. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, and it was offensive. And I was the most raw and ugly and spitting. And I was screaming. And it was about three to five minutes of just screaming at God. And I stopped and I ran out of energy. And I felt this wave of love come over me so much. I mean, even think about it. I had to go back to my car. And I, I remember telling him, I said, if you love me after that, <laughs> Like that changes everything for me. Yeah. And it was that moment that I realized, oh, like God's my best friend. And that's what wrecked me about it. Because I felt like I was walking with my best friend into a battle. And he he didn't tell me it was going to fail. And he didn't tell me why. And from that point forward, I read the book of Job with a different perspective. And, and God helped me see that when he reveals how holy he is to you, it's one of his greatest privileges that he can give us. And you know, I just cried a lot through that time. And God showed me that he never sat down with Job because I think as a dad, right? Like I'm a dad. I would sit down with Job and, and rather than saying in Job 38, stand up like a man and talk to me. Like, I want you to address me. Whew. I would sit down and be like, hey, bud, first, uh, I'm so sorry. But I want you to know that billions of people are going to be inspired by this story. This is going to be the first book chronologically in a book called the Bible, which is my word. Uh, Satan came into my court and accused you. I'm so proud of you. God doesn't, he didn't do that. And and I think a lot of men today around the world are expecting God to be this cuddly creature to us. And he, I think the most loving thing that God can do, embrace us in a hug and say, hey, this is who I am. I'm holy. And my response to his holiness at that point felt like Isaiah 6, 8. I was like, whoa. Okay, cool. Send me. <laughs> like, here I am. Whatever you're sending me into, if you can love me after literally cussing you out, telling you to just kill me, I didn't. Whew, guys, it was bad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I felt the most intimate hug I've ever felt from the Lord. And, and from that point forward, he changed the course of my acting career. But he's. I, I have a more intimate friendship with him today than I've ever had in my entire life. And I, I, I will tell anybody about him because that moment, my most broken moment, um, ugly, embarrassing moment, I don't want to show anybody. He loves me there. He loves think, me through anything. I think, Cody, we find out that God can take it. God can take however we feel and he wants to hear it. He wants us to be vulnerable. He hung on the cross for us. He shed his blood for us. He can certainly take anger and emotion 
And what you're hitting on right now is something that I think so many people have pent up emotions towards God and that that's stopping them from moving forward. You and I were talking a little earlier about listening and obeying, and I love what you have to say about that. Why don't you tell our audience about how you how you feel that, about that? Yeah, uh, my conclusion to this point, I've authored four books, been through a lot of life, six years of military, a ton of life experience. My conclusion of my, if you want to be successful with following the Lord and you want to have a God-honoring successful life, it comes down to two things. Listen to his voice and obey him. Like If you can listen to his voice yeah. and obey what he tells you to do, you are guaranteed success. In Deuteronomy 28, he's like, oh, you know, Moses is like, hey, guys, listen to this. Before we go take this, I want you to listen to this. If you do these things, this is what's going to, these, th- these are the rewards. If you don't do these things, these are the consequences. And, and I understand that more today as a parent. Um, because when I tell my 12 and a half year old boy who's about ready to start, he's like starting the puberty process. Hey, man, I need you to go do that, please. Why? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> totally. yeah yeah it's like wait 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 what how about you know and i i uh, so i made a commitment with the lord that i'm never going to ask him why again if he if he wants to tell me why I, I would love to listen but my my commitment now is i sit with him every morning That's say so what would you have me to do and you tell me to do it and he just told me something really uncomfortable uh, this last week that even at this point in my relationship with being a man um he, he wants me to do something for the guy that we just bought a car from that I don't know and um, is, is extravagant. And I'm kind of, I kind of delayed in the process because I'm waiting. It's on his terms. And the Holy Spirit checked me this morning to say, do what you said, listen and obey. Yeah. And, and I want to be that guy because I don't want to be the guy that finishes my life and it's safe. And I retired and kind of kicked my feet up and I was like, oh, cool. I made, you know, coasted in. I want to be the guy that says, God, if you tell me, the book of Joshua changed my life when I was 18. I'll never forget. Joshua crosses over with all these guys, and, and they just crossed another river, another, you know, I guess, Jordan River, massive river at that time uh, on dry ground. I'm the guy that's like, sweet, let's go take them. Adrenaline's, I, I mean, I, I, if I was one of those warriors, I'd be like, let's go. Joshua says, God, what do you want us to do? I want you to go circumcise your men. I, I would be like, wait, <laughs> wait, that's a bad battle plan. Can't we do that after we go conquer these guys? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and 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 God's plan. And then he's like, hey, I want you to push, put the worship leaders up front and expose your entire army, all your families. I want you to make yourself completely exposed for seven days. And I, I realized at that moment when I was 18, reading the book of Joshua, that God's plans are completely higher and different, Mm -hmm. but his plans are to bring him glory through our lives. They're not to bring us glory. Yeah. Because I can make, we can all make great plans and God tells us to do that. Make great plans. And I I have a graduate degree in business. I can make a great plan, but I promise you, if we just all cross over the Jordan on dry ground, my my best Excel spreadsheet, PowerPoint, everything would not be to circumcise our men. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> so good. You just had a brand new book come out, Cody. And tell us all about the book. How do people get it? Tell us about it. Yeah, oh man, I would. Uh, the book title is Rock Kazak. Um, it is really it's it's the most passionate book I've ever been a part of with the Lord. And I say a part of uh, Rock Kazak comes from Kazak Amats in the Bible. It, it means it was the ancient Hebrew war cry that Moses taught Joshua and Caleb and 
And in my book, I have young David dreaming of dreaming of those guys recounting, mm. visualizing Caleb and Joshua saying rock Kazakh. Um, and in the book, it goes through David's life before he fights Goliath. And then I share part of my story. Every chapter is part of David's life before he fights Goliath and part of my story. And, and it's the first book I've ever written that is 100% about the person reading it or listening wow. to it. And I felt it. I felt, and I, I want to share this with everybody listening. I told my wife I would never write a book again, because as you guys know, it's hard to write a book. Yeah. It takes a part of, like you invest your soul for that time and it's so rich, but it's really hard and tedious. And I went on a retreat with a whole bunch of uh, filmmakers and actors and musicians and we're there and the Holy Spirit one morning completely, I see the entire book. He gives me the test to say, will you listen and obey? And he, I see the title. You guys know this as authors. I saw the title of the book. I saw the cover of the book, exactly how it was supposed to look. I saw the entire story. I saw David sitting there weeping when he found out that his dad didn't invite him in to meet the great prophet mm. Samuel. I saw him face the lion the first time and get defeated and learn if you say a war cry, but you don't have the anointing of a warrior you're going to get defeated and how important it is to, for all of us to walk through life with the anointing that God has given us and not the motivation of all these big speakers that say, man, if you believe it, you can achieve it. You, you don't want that. You don't want that. You're like, yes. In God's kingdom, you, we are believers in Jesus Christ, but we have to act and, and go according to what he's called us to and wait. Yeah. And we have to wait for his timing. So I, I want everybody, this book for men and women, everything I do is written to the masculine soul. But it, it challenges you to look at every day different, your career, your fitness, your diet. Say, what if you lived with a war cry mentality in everyday life with, with praying for people, leading people to Jesus, giving people, giving your money generously to people. No. So I, I think it's just one of those ones that's completely, I know, I know when people read it, every word in there was written for them. And I know it's anointed. So um, I, the awesome. experience I had with the Lord, it will help people. And, yeah. and I, I hope it changes a lot of lives. Well, I'm intrigued. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's so exciting. Well, wow, this this went by fast. So they can get uh, books on Amazon. That's the best place yes. to get it. And um, up next, we have final thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month, plus our back catalog is available to you as well, on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bowlesministries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Well, welcome back to Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Bob, what did you think? I thought I thought Cody was full of energy and sold out to Jesus. And I love seeing a man who constantly references his wife and his kids and and is talking about, you know, the things that are real and how much the Bible's impacted him. I thought, you know, he mentioned the Bible stories that impacted him when he was 18 years old. Yeah. And I know that he's had struggles in the 20 years since that he's found found the Lord, but but I, I see a man who is really, really trying to do the right thing and really trying to give people courage. And I'm excited to see these movies, these shows that he's working on. Well, I think there's so many people right now who God's raising up by speaking or encountering them to do the thing they're called to do. Mm -hmm. That's really what Cody is that he's following Jesus into this industry. 
He is following Jesus into this plan that only God could have brought him. And he's already, he already had to graduate that with authoring. I mean, like we talked about his biggest critics were his family and friends, yeah. which is so true of so many of us, right? Like I mean, so many of us, I remember believing things. I, I went, I moved all the way across country to Kansas city. And I was like, yeah, I want to be in ministry. And I told this group of people that our other ministry school students, yeah, I want to be in ministry. I'm excited to be here. And they looked at me like, you're never going to be in ministry. I'm like, why would we all be here if we're not going to be in ministry? They're like, oh, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to become a real estate agent. I'm like, why are you here then? Yeah. Like, come because God sent you. Whatever it is he's sending you to, let him send you. And I just love that it was part of, you know, his calling. I, it, it reminds me to get better friends too and family because if you're sharing your dream and people are shooting you down like that, I'm like, there's a difference between risk management and asking questions and saying, are you sure? Have you thought about it? But yeah. to pronounce something like, I just think it's hilarious, Sean, you're never going to be in ministry. And here you are 30 years later, you know, impacting the world for, for the gospel, for Jesus. It's just, it's just amazing that, that people would have the audacity to be able to say well, things like that. And I think people don't have a bad heart, but I think there's sometimes when we're dreaming with somebody that we have to say to them, maybe, maybe they're not the wrong people, but you have to say, hey, I'm going to share a dream of my heart with you and don't put feasibility on and don't think of me for who I am today. Like you actually coach your friendships to, on how to dream with you. And I've had to do that with even my wife and she's had to do it with me where it's like, okay, like she did it with me one time over a house. She goes, let's take feasibility and practical, practicalness off of this and let's dream for a minute about what we need for our family and then ask God for it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do that because we were just working on a starter home. And what she was asking us to do is like, let's dream about the bigger home. And I wanted to be practical and she didn't want me to be practical. So there's a time that we could be at war with each other because we're doing feasibility. We're wearing the credibility hat of like, do you in your current state, could you accomplish this? And the answer might be no. As a Christian, you may not be able to do it without God. But when you add God to the equation and you also add the human ability to dream with God to the equation, it changes everything. So I hope people got that from this. I hope if you've been the friend who discouraged yeah. your your friend that you can maybe take your feasibility hat off. Or if you've been that friend who's been discouraged, you don't necessarily have to disengage that relationship. Maybe you just have to change the way you're sharing your heart. Yeah, and I, th I think one of the things we've learned, Sean, and you teach about is the prophetic uh, sees people the way God sees people. Yeah. And and so if we just have our eyes on like who who I was when I was 18, versus who I am when I'm 64, it's, there's no way we can see it. And so totally. hearing, hearing the voice of God for our friends is super important and, and being able to encourage them uh, into the things that are the desires of their heart. Well, I remember one time we were, I had all the young adults of this church over to my, uh, the hotel I was staying at, we were having like a movie pizza party or whatever. I was really good friends with this church. And it'd been like the seventh time I'd been there. I was friends with the son was the young adult pastor. And this guy shows up at the door to deliver our pizza that we'd ordered. And I go, and they were just complaining they didn't have a drummer for the next day, Sunday. They didn't have yeah. a drummer. All the drummers couldn't drum, whatever. So a guy shows up and I see him with God's love. And I could see he's a worshiper. He's a drummer, but he's not even saved yet. So I said, hey, do you play the drums? He goes, I'm trying to learn how to play the drums. I go, could you come to our church service tomorrow and play drums for our team? We need somebody to help us. He's like, I mean, I believe in God. I'd like to try. And the whole group is like, you can't invite some random pizza guy to come play drums for our church. We didn't know how good he's going to be. I was like, trust me, trust God in him. And so he comes to the church the next morning and practices with him and is better than all of their best drummers, but has never even been on a team or performed. And he's better than their best drummer. And he gets saved through the experience. He gets saved oh. as he's drumming. He has an encounter with God and he's been their drummer ever since. Like he's just been the main drummer. 
So I just, you just never know. Like you can't, his parents and family might've looked at him and said, yeah, pizza delivery is a good thing for you. But God had a dream for him. And I think we have to be those people who see each other that way. So that's a great takeaway. That's a great final yeah. thought today as far as yeah. what you brought up. So I think it's so good. Well, if you've been enjoying the show, I'm going to encourage you to connect to us online. And also Bob and I have a book called Wired to Hear, which will help you with these principles of how to hear God for your dreams, for your career. And I hope you'll get it anywhere that books are sold, but you can get it from bullsministries.com as well. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you at our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.